In the aftermath of the first reported U.S. death from the novel coronavirus, the White House is continuing to encourage Americans not to panic about the spread of the infection. Appearing Sunday on CNN's State of the Union, Vice President Mike Pence said more deaths were possible, but that the government was taking the threats seriously. We could have more sad news, but the American people should know the risk for the average American remains low, mm -hmm. uh, and they can be confident. And, uh, and after th three days leading the president's effort on the coronavirus, uh, I I'm more confident than ever that we are bringing a whole-of-government approach the president has directed the full resources of the federal government and talking with governors around the country, particularly in states where we brought people back home. Uh, California, China. Washington, I've Oregon. Spoken, I've spoken to Governor Cuomo in New York, mm -hmm. Governor Newsom in California. One governor after another has praised the efforts of HHS, CDC, but now it's incumbent on us to continue that effort. We're going to work with members in both parties in Congress to resource our federal agencies and, yeah. just as important, to resource state and local health officials as they engage in the kind of preventative measures and treatment that will, uh, that will mitigate the spread of the coronavirus. President Donald Trump put the vice president in charge of the U.S. response to COVID-19 late last week amid criticisms that the administration was downplaying the threat of the disease and its likely spread. In a tweet Sunday, Trump said that in addition to screening travelers prior to boarding from certain designated high-risk countries or areas within those countries, they will also be screened when they arrive in America. As of the weekend, two new cases of coronavirus in Washington state and one Rhode Island case had pushed the U.S. total to 73, while the Dominican Republic reported its first case in a tourist visiting from Italy. Meanwhile, in the UK, Prime Minister Boris Johnson visited the offices of Public Health England as the number of confirmed coronavirus cases there ticked up to 35. He said authorities were preparing to conduct, quote, thousands of tests and urged people to exercise simple but effective hygiene. We have uh, an outbreak in the UK, about 35. Uh, the chances are, I'm afraid, we will get more, but we can very, very easily uh, guard against the spread of this by doing one simple thing, that is washing our hands, wash your hands, sing happy birthday twice whilst washing your hands in hot water with a bar of soap. Separately, British Health Minister Matt Hancock told the BBC in an interview that he would not rule out the possibility of isolating cities to contain the spread of the virus, but that he hoped it wouldn't be necessary. Well, there's clearly a huge economic and social downside to that. Uh, but we don't take anything off the table at this stage uh, because you've got to make sure that you have all of the tools available. In national news, the coronavirus hasn't stopped Democratic candidates for president from barnstorming the country ahead of this week's Super Tuesday primary voting. After scoring a resounding victory on Saturday in South Carolina, former Vice President Joe Biden's campaign is making a major push to fend off top candidate Bernie Sanders of Vermont. South Carolina, like I said all the time, the whole time, you're the launching pad. Boy, you have launched us forward. And we're indebted to you. We really are. You've made Bill Clinton president. you made Barack Obama president. And God willing, you're going to help me become president. This is the biggest deal so far in this campaign. So thank you, thank you, thank you. The latest polling showed Sanders with a notable advantage in California, followed by Biden, Senator Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts, and former New York City Mayor Mike Bloomberg. Sanders also has a lead in Texas, the second largest state voting on Tuesday. 
Billionaire Tom Steyer ended his long-shot campaign for the presidency after a weak performance in South Carolina, but South Bend, Indiana Mayor Pete Buttigieg says he's pushing ahead with his bid. Here's Buttigieg on Sunday's edition of NBC's Meet the Press. Uh, we'll be uh, looking at the math uh, as we continue to uh, push and make the most of the resources that we have. And uh, I think what matters most right now is calling Americans to that vision of what it could be like in this country if we could turn the page on the toxic and divided character of our politics right now. Democrats must capture 1,991 pledged delegates for the nomination. Other states voting on this week's Super Tuesday include Colorado, Minnesota, and Virginia. In another Super Tuesday state, Alabama, congregants at the Brown Chapel AME Church in Selma turned their backs on Mike Bloomberg in silent protest. Bloomberg, who spoke at the legendary black church on the 55th anniversary of the watershed civil rights events of Bloody Sunday, has repeatedly apologized on the campaign trail for the stop-and-frisk tactics used by the NYPD during his time as mayor of New York. New York's presidential primaries are scheduled for April 28th. And in local news, New York State's plastic bag restrictions went into effect today. Shoppers can now be charged five cents for a paper bag and are encouraged to bring their own. A PSA from Mayor Bill de Blasio's office says plastic bags are taking a toll on the health and the pocketbook of the city. New York is banning single-use plastic carryout bags, and here's why. New Yorkers use 10 billion plastic bags every single year. That's 91,000 tons of plastic sent to landfills and $12.5 billion in disposal costs each year. An average plastic bag is used for 15 minutes, but won't decompose for more than 1,000 years. The bag ban, which some are lauding as good for the environment and others say goes too far and hurts businesses, does allow for some exceptions, such as takeout bags for restaurant food. Enforcement won't begin until April 1st so that stores can use up the bags they have on hand. After that, retailers who flout the law may ultimately face fines of up to $500. WBAI is supported entirely by listeners like you. Go to give2wbai.org to support free speech community radio. Give2, that's the number 2, wbai.org. For WBAI New York, I'm Celeste Katz-Marston. Now, back to City Watch with your hosts, Jeff Simmons and David Brand.